This podcast is brought to you by the Specialty Produce Network. Welcome to Vibrant Raw Living. I'm your host, Victoria Madian. Join me on a journey of discovering your infinite potential. Thank you so much for tuning in. Today, I'm going to be continuing discussing navigating pain. That was the episode that I did prior to this. This is going to be the second part of that. And mainly what I wanted to discuss in this episode was how to turn your pain into purpose and also how to be there for others when they're going through a painful situation in their life. I know sometimes it can be tricky to navigate that because we don't want to do something that's going to make someone else's situation worse, or sometimes we just don't want to get involved. But there are ways that we can be a blessing to people that are going through a difficult time. So I just wanted to talk about some of those things today. When it comes to turning your pain into purpose, you know, a lot of what we discussed in the last episode is how to navigate, how to cope, how to find your way through it. But the wonderful thing about that process is we we go through uncharted areas most of the time because our experience going through that particular challenge is really different than what anyone else is going to experience going through that challenge. But there are certain things that we can take away from that that can be shared. And one of the most rewarding things, I think, is to be able to give back in such a way that allows people to share what they've learned. And even if you've gone through very difficult times with circumstances that are completely out of your control, that can be a really rewarding way to give back in society. The beautiful thing about getting to a place of recovery and navigating that pain is really that you can be able to be of high service. And there are oftentimes a lot of different associations or nonprofit organizations or philanthropic type organizations that people can get involved with and they can support to help raise awareness or alleviate more of the issues. You can mentor another person. You can eventually help another person through whatever they're doing in their life. And this is important because I feel like you then are moving on to the next step of recovery, if you will. You're sharing the things that you've learned and helping somebody else with that information really makes it as though what you went through was for some purpose. Obviously, there is a purpose to what you went through on an individual basis, but it's just heightening that and taking it to another level. When it comes to being a blessing in other people's lives, this can be a bit of a tricky subject for a lot of people because oftentimes when we see people going through difficult things in our life, it can sometimes be a little bit uncomfortable. Sometimes we don't know how to get involved or what to do to help. Sometimes we might end up doing the wrong thing. You know, we may see the individual on the side of the street that is asking for money or we may see a person in our life that's reaching out for help or someone that wants to talk to us or discuss something with us or is reaching out to us for some reason. And maybe we feel conflicted about how to keep the conversation on track. Sometimes, you know, I think we all have a person in our life and even sometimes, um, we individually can start to go on the track of complaining about things or gossiping or letting the conversation take a turn for the worst in that respect, rather than really staying focused on solving the issue at hand 
and getting to the bottom of it and finding a way to heal and recover from whatever has happened instead of necessarily playing the blame game or, you know, getting into a place where it's sucking you down to the point where you're going to have to come out of that place anyway. So I think some of the things that I've done over the years, volunteer work, it's great to get involved. And sometimes when you're involved in an organized situation with people that know what they're doing and how to address a particular issue, it can be really useful to do that in a group setting. I think when it comes to individual one-on-one help, whether it's in your friend circle, when it, whether it's in just a particular group of people you're involved whether you share a same exercise practice or spiritual practice or you're a group of moms or dads or you work in a business setting together or you're a part of a book club or some type of a sorority of some sort, things of that nature. There are times where it's really important to come together and help a person who is going through pain that is overwhelming them. Because oftentimes when we're going through pain, when others are going through pain, it can feel like you're all alone, like there's no one necessarily that really cares or that you may not be able to make it through the situation the best way possible or even at all. So even just to have people be present in your life can make a huge difference and you want to be that person. One of the first things I feel like you can really emphasize on doing is getting a group of people together and coordinating a way to be with them and spend quality time with them. Just be around them, allow them to discuss whatever they need to discuss. They could be talking about a recipe that they found out. They could be doing all different types of different coping mechanisms. They could be just trying to distract themselves from the pain. It could be really challenging. You know, whether you have a friend who's going through a divorce or a lost parent, a lost child, a miscarriage, you know, is dealing with a lot of relationship issues and they need some support because they're feeling really uncomfortable and they just need their friends there. It's really important to spend that quality time and hear them out and just be there in support. I feel like even if you're not even saying anything It's so important to share that time and just physically be there with another person. I really recommend coordinating a time, choosing a place, meeting up, bring some snacks if necessary, or some type of activity if you want to, and really just be there for that person. I feel like in the social media age, there's been a bit of a change in etiquette when it comes to necessarily addressing these different things. Whether someone is going through a loss, sometimes people will post on social media and that will be the way to, you know, um, send condolences through a comment or a DM or a private message or whatever. And there are more personal ways to handle things. I think although that is something that has become socially acceptable, it's I think when you think, oh, it's not my job to go that extra mile, I'll leave that up to somebody else. I have other things to do. I already like did the bare minimum or whatever, and that's just going to have to do. I really encourage you to just go a little step further. Maybe call the person, maybe send a text message, maybe get a couple friends together on like a group FaceTime call or 
just do something that's the slightest bit you can a little bit more personal than the bare minimum if that's possible. And everybody has varying degrees of, you know, empathy and how much they want to go out of their way to do something. I know I have some of my friends that are just so incredibly thoughtful for multiple situations, just everything that comes up they do so much to really honor and celebrate and all of this for the people in their life and in their own life. And um, they love doing that type of stuff. And I think I have other, you know, people which are a little bit more reclusive, a little bit more like, I don't want to get involved with this. It's not a big deal to me, whatever it is. And, you know, there's all different types of personality types. Um, I think that if you are used to going above and beyond all the time, Um, that can be something that you may want to address because I think if it gets to a point where you feel like you're being a martyr and you're giving so much to a person that, you know, you're coordinating all these efforts and they're not really being appreciated and it's ending up being a really, like, draining experience for your time and your schedule, that's understandable for sure. However, I feel like if you can do the best you can to just reach out to somebody and help them feel comforted in whatever situation they're going through. It's so important. I know for me, I have friends that I keep in touch with on a daily basis. I have recently taken a break from social media altogether, and that's been actually really rewarding for me. I think that a lot of people might think like, oh my gosh, why would you do that? I feel like it's really gives me an opportunity to really reignite those close relationships that I have in my life. And instead of spending any amount of time looking at kind of the more surface level images and captions and all this kind of stuff that can be out there on the internet, it can be really just so much more valuable to invest in the personal connections It can be really easy to put on a good face and, you know, show people certain parts of your life and keep it at that. But I feel like when you do that and people may engage with whatever content you're posting, watch your stories that you're posting or what have you, they think maybe, okay, like I know what's going on in this person's life. They might be even comparing their life to yours, whatever it is. I just personally think that it is really valuable to create that support system in your life of close friends in real life, not just on social media, so that when things do happen, you can be of support to them and them to you. It's a really valuable experience, and I'm grateful, so grateful to have an amazing team of people in my life that I can really talk to about anything and be there for them as well in such a real way that isn't really, I don't know, affected by social media presence at all. Another thing we can do for the people in our life, extending upon the fact of coordinating to spend time with people, is cry with them. Spend time going through the emotional turmoil, practice having empathy, be there with the person. They're dealing with a lot of pain as far as whatever they're dealing with. And it can be easy to constantly be thinking about yourself and, oh, well, you know, I don't have this or I don't have that. And we get stuck in our own pain so much. It's easy to do that. I feel like um, society can push us towards a very self-serving, 
self-motivated, even self-conscious mindset where we are cutting ourselves off from others and not really putting that time to invest in other people's lives and get to know them on a deeper level. When we have empathy for other people and allow ourselves to feel what they're feeling, to really let go and be in that, I mean, it's almost like watching a really good movie that makes you cry or brings you to tears. Or even in my case, it's creating a beautiful dance piece that would give a person an emotional experience, not only as the performer, but as the audience member. Is creating that 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 way to feel emotions and really feel them and not be afraid of them. I feel like it's something that you can learn to practice with others in your life as well as experience on your own. It can make it a lot more just comforting. I've cried with my friends through different situations that they've been through in their life because it makes me sad to see what they're going through and I genuinely like feel the pain and the burden that they're carrying. You know, a common saying that we have all heard in our life is we all bear our own cross. And that really relates to the story of Jesus when he's carrying his cross to the mountain to be hung on. And, you know, it was a really painful day. It's like we all have our burdens that we bear, but we can make that load a little bit lighter when we're able to take someone else's burden, and help them a little bit more. I really feel like it's an honor in my life to be able to do that for other people because I really value the people that I have in my life. I really respect them. And even though I may not agree with them about a lot of decisions or some things that people do in their lives, it doesn't take away from the fact that I realize we're all human and we all need each other for support from time to time. And I really value being able to be that presence in someone else's life. Some people, again, can kind of go back to that mindset and be like, oh, it's not my job to get involved with that. I don't want to deal with that drama, blah, blah, blah. But it really doesn't take much to be supportive. It does take just bringing your presence, bringing your condolences, bringing a listening ear I think it takes a lot of patience to be able to do that sometimes. I think practicing meditation has helped me be honestly like a better friend. And that's kind of one of those things where practicing those mindful habits can influence so many different areas of your life that you wouldn't necessarily think it would. A lot of people practice meditation for like stress relief or like creating balance in their day or this, that, and the other. But I have experience that it has affected that area of my life as well and just my ability to stay quiet and let the other person talk and be a really good listener to what another person has to say. I think when you learn to listen to your own thoughts and emotions and process them a little bit differently, you're able to hopefully translate that into other areas of your life and hopefully it will influence your relationships in a healthier direction as well. It's so important to just give yourself to a person when they're going through this pain. Surrender yourself to others. Whether they're going through a breakup or they're going into detail about some sort of loss or grief that they're dealing with, maybe they just lost their job that meant so much to them. 
to have that ability to be compassionate towards a person, it builds humility within your character as well. And humility, I feel like, can be a bit of a lost (laughs) treasure when it comes to people's personality traits. I mean, I think there's nothing wrong with being humble. I think being humble is such a sign of strength and is such a sign of just grace in a person. And I really value that. It's a quality that I hope to embody a lot more in my life. Sometimes life will give you situations that will humble you. The pain that you're going through will give you certain situations that will humble you. And it's important to acknowledge it and and process it in such a way that will hopefully benefit you in the long term. Having that unconditional love for a person is important to practice. It's really difficult, I have to say. It can be really difficult to practice unconditional love towards yourself and others. There can sometimes be so many excuses and so many blocks in the way as to why we shouldn't. Some could also argue that there are really important reasons as to why you shouldn't be unconditionally loving towards a person because then they may be taking advantage of that and then you turn into a martyr. That's for everybody to decide whatever level they want to be unconditionally loving or loving in their life to another person. But really your presence can serve as such an open door to somebody that they can come to you and they can be with you and they can just spend that quality time being themselves, not feeling like they have to put on a face or, you know, be a certain kind of way in order to be liked, that they can just let down their guards and be vulnerable. So many of us, I feel, have gotten into a pattern where social media everybody wants to present the certain side of themselves wants to present the happy carefree good vibes only type of thing smiling all the photos all this type of stuff it's like people feel sad sometimes (laughs) people could feel sad on a day-to-day basis and still be smiling in pictures it's like that's what people want to see Right. Like it is entertaining. Like the when advertisers were looking to advertise on cereal boxes, you know, you have like the Lucky Charms, the um, Tony the Tiger on Frosted Flakes. You have all these different cartoon characters. The you know, when you look at these characters, they have these huge eyeballs and these huge smiles, even like the bee on Honey Bunches of Oats. It's like if they put a bunch of sad faces on the cereal, do you think that anyone would want to buy that? No, like, they're gonna be like, oh, I'm gonna have this, like, cereal that's gonna make me sad. No, at the same time, people don't necessarily always want to follow people on social media that, um, you know, might be posting, like, depressing material all the time. If you have an option to, like, like a photo where someone's frowning versus smiling, naturally a biological response or programmed is to like the smiling picture. Right. So but that doesn't mean that people are happy all the time, even though that can be what people post most of the time is giving off a very confident, happy appearance. If you don't feel that way all the time, there's nothing wrong with you. 
the truth of the matter is most people are feeling a level of insecurity, a level of discomfort and pain and dealing with their own situations on a day-to-day basis, and you don't always see all of that. So it's important to not get in the habit of comparing yourself to another person and realizing that people do go through pain and know that it's important to be the kind of person where you can be there for someone else and they don't have to put on that smiley face for you be like oh you're not positive vibes enough for me like I can't even hang around you I don't want to be around anyone who's negative or complaining if you cannot tolerate being at peace with your own emotions and some of the own sadness and the pain that you are dealing with to the extent that you can hold space for another person I think that that's a valuable sign that there's area for you to grow in your life in that respect because it's very important that we're able to do that for others in our life if we're going to build lasting, intimate, valuable relationships in our life. We need to know that we can go to people and let our guard down and still be loved and not be judged at the end of the day. And I understand not everybody wants to use a social platform like the internet to expose all of their demons and talk about all the dark parts and things that they've been through in their life. And sometimes for some people, that's not the place to do that. I respect that. However, it is important to have the people in your real life (laughs) that you can turn off your phone with or call and have a meaningful conversation where you're actually working through something and being uplifted by the end of it. And it feels good to help other people. And it feels good to be helped. I understand for a lot of people, it can be really difficult to receive help from others. I know that I went through a period in my life where I was like really, really uncomfortable receiving help from people. I was like, no, I need to do everything by myself. Like if I don't, then it's like a weakness, this type of thing. And, you know, what I learned from that is it's it's important to allow people to be supportive in your life. It's, it's important to allow people to be uplifting and that not everybody wants something from you. Some people literally have such a full cup that they want to give to you and it's okay to receive that. It's not like you don't need to fool yourself into thinking like, oh, I need to fake it like my cup is full when you really need some hydration in that cup Be open-minded to someone else being able to pour some wisdom, to pour some love into your life, and be humbled by receiving that. We don't need to be so calloused and hard in order to get through life all of the time. Even though it is important to be able to be there for ourselves, it can be really, really, really special to be there in another person's life as well. I think another thing that's so important is to not let these times where you are present in another person's life be a one-time coincidence. Stick with the person, check up on them, even if it's just sending them a text message or tagging them in a post or doing something that will bring a little bit of light and life to their day. We never know what people are dealing with and oftentimes people feel very insecure, they feel very inadequate. They feel a lack of true connection in their life. They feel like they're not good enough. They feel worthless 
They are comparing their lives to other people. And it just breeds this society where everyone is so consumed with themselves and they're leaving, living in such an egotistical way. And it doesn't really bring that lasting connection with a person. You know, it's great to like somebody's posts online all the time if that's what you choose to do, but are you really having an in- active, engaged role in their life? Do you actually know what's going on behind the scenes? Do you care enough about them to know? Now, we all only have like a certain amount of bandwidth, I think, to include so many people in our life. I think some people are really good about managing a lot of different types of friendships in their life and I think that that's a valuable skill and it's important to start somewhere. So, you know, I think if you do have a friend that's going through a difficult time or a friend that you're trying to build a healthier, more connected relationship with, check in on a more regular basis. Be there with them. Let them know that everything is going to be okay if they're going through a difficult time because oftentimes a lot of the thoughts these people can going can be dealing with are like nobody cares it doesn't matter if I'm here or if I'm not it doesn't matter if I'm going through this problem like I'm going to have to face these challenges all alone I am probably not going to make it through this situation all that well and this is just how life is It's important to let people know that you care about them. It's important to reach out and just have a real connection with someone. Be that person. Don't leave it up to somebody else to be the one who reaches out. And I understand, too, it can be really difficult when they feel like, wow, well, I've tried so many times in the past to reach out to people in my life and be there for them. And I've had my heart broken so many times and I don't really want to expose myself to that. I just want to keep my head in my own business, and not obligate myself to anyone. I think it's really important to set clear boundaries with yourself as far as how active and how present you can be in another person's life. Maybe you don't have the bandwidth to be talking on the phone with this person every day for like four or five hours. Maybe you can let them know, hey, I can catch up on this day for a half an hour or 15 minutes. Just keep in touch with them over text um, and answer as soon as you can. Um, Maybe keep it to one to two a day. Like you can find a way to check up on a person to let them know you're there without completely stopping your life and making it all about them. That really is at the end of the day for you to decide. But I do feel like when you're in the person's presence when you know that you have some presence in their life that's positive it is really really great to get involved in their burdens and help to lighten that load because a lot of it can just at the very least be psychological like helping somebody on a psychological path of uplifting them affirming them telling them everything's going to be okay everything will work out that they're going to make it through this those types of things, like to someone who's feeling so hopeless or going through a difficult situation in their life, that can be an absolute game-changing, life-changing thing to even just hear that and have somebody else in their life do that because they might be a little bit mentally in a different place or stronger at that time um, to be there for their friend. There's also ways, you know, 
I discussed like communicating with a person on a regular basis, but there's a way to communicate with silence in such a way that lets a person know that you're there. You know, positive or negative presence speaks volumes. There's a lot that body language can say about a person. It's so valuable to give eye contact to a person, to give them your full attention, to face your shoulders and your hips and have open hands and have like an engaged, genuine appearance that you care about this person rather than being like, oh my gosh, I'm so obligated to be here. I don't want to be doing this right now. I have a million other things that I could do. Sure, like we could all say that about whatever, you know, like there's always other things that we can be doing with our time. But when you see the value in helping another person and creating that positive karma for yourself, creating that growth for yourself within your own life, that is something that is really valuable to invest in. Just the act of being present is, it carries a lot of weight. You know, I remember when I was in high school and this was kind of actually becoming a little bit more of a trend within dance at the time. And I remember my dance instructor had choreographed a dance for me that she wanted me to just stand on the stage completely like not doing anything and just like looking into the judge's soul <laughs> like and I was like okay I'll I'll give that a shot you know and it's like I being on the receiving end of it as a judge as an audience member as um just watching other classmates rehearse it is a really powerful thing if you're able to stand there and just hold space, like not doing any tricks, not turning, not moving around, but really just stand there and bring your presence to the space and allow people to connect with you. I mean, it's really vulnerable in the first place to even stand on a stage by yourself. You know, we have mirror neurons in our brain. If we sometimes, I remember I was listening to Ellen DeGeneres talk about when she was receiving a special award from Barack Obama, she was looking at Michelle Obama in the audience and Michelle was looking at her and nodding her head and crying and Ellen had been there and she was like, well, I felt fine. And then I started looking at Michelle and then I started nodding my head and then I was crying and then I was a mess. You know, for me, I feel like that is something we can all relate to. I know for me, when I watch my students' parents watch the students, and sometimes they get a little bit teary-eyed, then all of a sudden, like, it, that is something that's a trigger for me that all of a sudden I'm just like, oh my god, like, this is their child, and it's so amazing and stuff. It's like, I could work with that child every day and see them dance every single day, you know, but like, that's just a totally different experience. But when it comes to that mirror neurons, when we look at somebody else who is happy, it can sometimes make us feel happy. Again, I feel like that supports the point that a lot of people like to look at happy, pretty, beautiful images online, because it's something that internally makes them feel a certain way right but when you're able to hold space on stage there's a balance of in life dealing with disappointments and successes that leads to whatever you're dealing with there's a yin and there's a yang there's a little bit of each in both there are certain successes that took a lot of disappointments to get to and there's a lot of disappointments that might have been um, come to 
with steps of success, you could have been succeeding for a while and then all of a sudden hit a disappointment in your life. It's not necessarily a failure, but that's why I'm using the term disappointment instead. Um, To bring your presence in such a balanced state as what was asked of me at that time from that perspective, it wasn't like I was trying to be anything other than I was. I was just bringing myself vulnerably to that stage and putting that in my performance of just standing there for like three or four seconds and giving the audience an opportunity to connect with the presence I was bringing and let that be mirrored within them. Especially working in the field of performing arts, there are certain dances that I choreograph that have no words in them. You know, you go and see a ballet, there's oftentimes no words. Everything is communicated through body language. Everything is communicated through the intensity of the music. And, you know, you can pick up on something if it's romantic or if it's dangerous or if it's scary or whatever. So there's a lot of ways to communicate in silence. And I think to be a supportive friend to someone who's going through pain, it takes bringing that presence to the situation. And even just sometimes just being there, just listening can make a world of difference. Hopefully you've had somebody in your life that's been able to do that for you and you know how that feels. And to be able to share that with another person who's going through pain can be a really, really beautiful gift to give. I think at the very least, when other people are going through pain and you're trying to help them navigate it, just let people know everything will be okay. Even if it's a horrible circumstance and you are yourself going through a period where you're like, wow, this is so awful. I really don't know how good will come from this. We look at so many things across history, you know, politics, economics, warfare, These things make a huge difference. They can cost people their lives. They can cost people their dignity for periods of time or, you know, make things very difficult to come back from for some. Things of this nature, it can be really difficult, you know, when we look back across history. It's difficult, you know, it probably was very difficult in those times to think, oh yeah, everything's going to be fine, everything's going to be okay. You know, there are certain situations where things do take a toll. Things do take a long time to recover from and get to a better place. You know, how long did it take for them to clean up Ground Zero in New York City and build an incredible monument structure there and turn a really, really devastating situation into something that was a little bit more beautiful? Does it erase the pain that came from that? No. Anyone who was alive that day definitely could completely, most likely, remember exactly where they were when it happened, when they heard about the towers falling. And I just think it's—we never will forget that day. It was a really painful time for the United States, for the world. And that was a really devastating event that when we look back on it at that time— Everyone was in such panic. Everyone was in so much pain. Everyone has was dealing with so much confusion. And it was really difficult to believe that everything would be okay. But as I mentioned in a previous episode, it's so important that when bad things happen, you remember the past and you look back on the past of all the times that you've been brought through different situations in your life and how 
you were able to navigate those. Maybe you can learn from the lessons of how you navigated them in the past and do things a little bit differently and share that knowledge with another person so they can grow in such a way that is beneficial in their life. But just know if you're going through pain, you're not alone. Everything will get better. It will be okay. And hopefully so well that you'll get to a point where you reach a place of such brilliant, beautiful recovery in your life and you're able to really be a blessing and a friend to someone else and guide them through maybe a similar situation, something totally different, or just be a better person for what you've been through in your life due to the pain that you've experienced. Thank you for tuning in to Vibrant Raw Living. Remember that you are just as worthy, deserving, and capable of achieving and maintaining your dreams as much as anyone else. If you have found this podcast useful, please subscribe via iTunes or SoundCloud and share it with your friends and family. You can find links to my Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, Pinterest, and Snapchat in the show notes below. And if you'd like to follow me for updates, which I only share via email, come on over to my website at victoriamadian.com. I love you and I'm wishing you a wonderful day. Go out there and discover your infinite potential. 